0: Hello everyone, I'm your host Vivian, and today our guest will be Rachel Delmar. She is actually the outreach coordinator of NeoNarrators, so in this episode, you can get to know the team members a little better. Rachel is also the founder of a very own nonprofit organization called Catch-Up Tutors, which has grown to over 200 members from several states in a very short amount of time. She is also a senior in high school and has participated in various musical programs, including her school's marching band and orchestra. Unfortunately, Rachel suffers from mental health disorders such as depression, anxiety, and panic disorder, and today we will be talking about how she has managed these disorders along with her school life and social life. We will also be talking about her struggles during this college application season, especially with the changes from remote learning, and Rachel will also be offering some tips to those of you who are struggling as well, or to any of you who just need a helping hand. Rachel herself has suffered from a lot of mental illnesses. So if you want to let us know more about it, you can share when you were diagnosed or what you're diagnosed with. Yeah. So
1: I've always known that something was a little not right with me from maybe starting in seventh or eighth grade, but I never really bothered to get help. You know, I would have like times where I was crying Mm -hmm. and wishing like I wasn't here but I never really did anything about it I just thought it was normal until my junior year of high school which was last year for me and that year was just really difficult at the beginning of before junior year even started I thought I was gonna be fine I decided to take three APs um, a college class I decided to to be in four orchestras marching band concert band and do all the stuff and I thought I'd be fine but it was just getting to be too much I was getting no sleep I was not doing, I'm an all-A student, but I wasn't doing all my classes. I was either falling asleep in class. Um, I just wasn't good for me. So I started, I barely showed up to school my junior year. And I, um, you know, I, just, I was having panic attacks and I just, I would cry almost every day. And so my parents took me to a, a psychiatrist and a psychologist, and I was diagnosed with panic disorder disorder anxiety and depressive disorder um so yeah it's kind of a yeah. lot that's what I found out I knew I I'm obviously I'm no doctor but I kind of guessed starting eighth grade that I had depressive disorder but the other ones I was kind of surprised
0: about but mm-hmm. yeah that that's about me so you knew about this in eighth grade but do you think was there anything that prevented you from asking for help So in eighth grade and like even my other years I just thought it was like for the thoughts I was having
1: I thought it was you know completely normal I thought you know everyone had these thoughts and I thought you know Mm -hmm. those go away soon like you know eighth grade ending like a huge period of my life I'm going to high school I was you know just like transitioning but it 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 didn't it got better at sometimes because at the beginning of high school I didn't get friends but I am it's not that I didn't want help I was just too scared like many people are to actually ask for help and then my parent I didn't really ask for help junior it just it got to the point where you could see how drained and how um, impacted I was by what I have that my you know my parents took me to the doctor but you know after um you know being diagnosed um I uh, you know I reach out to people now if I'm struggling I go to my parents I mm-hmm. text my psychologist I go to school social workers like I'm not afraid to do that anymore yeah. which is um you know in point I want people to know, like don't be afraid and I wish I would have been diagnosed and like on medication and getting help sooner because I would have been living a much happier life sooner mm-hmm. if I reached out
0: for help so do you think you had enough resources in the past or did you have more resources now compared to when you were in eighth grade yeah, so definitely
1: now, especially when you're in high school, you have, at least my high school, has tons of resources. My school has, like, everyone is, has their own psychologist, mm-hmm. and social worker, and I, um, so school's always an option. Um, I love my school psychologist. He's so helpful, and I'm, whenever I need help, either getting on a Zoom call or when we are in person, I have an unlimited pass to our, like, student services office, which is where mm-hmm. he's located um but back in middle school you know obviously schools are smaller and you don't have a lot of access to like resources like that I don't even believe my if my middle school did have a social worker or psychologist I didn't know about it um so it, when you are younger it is a bit more difficult because schools don't have a lot of those resources and when you're younger it may be it's it's difficult to have that conversation with your parents
0: yeah I feel like when we were younger this was a really taboo topic and people were always just like oh no you're not depressed you're just really sad and a lot of people like glossed over it and until like you transition to high school it's more it's more normal to talk about it and it's more normal to know that someone has
1: yeah mental health is a lot of people suffer from it and you know yeah. undiagnosed diagnosed it's a completely normal thing and you no one
0: needs to be ashamed
1: mm-hmm. of
0: what other um mental health issue that they have going on um I think I think you remember telling me how the suicide rate in your school is high. Why do you think that is? Is it because your school is really competitive, or is there some other factor?
1: So actually, I think I mentioned my school. Um, the suicide rate isn't very high. We've oh. had one suicide. It's a friend's school, so I'll touch upon uh-huh. that. But um, I did have a classmate commit suicide last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, suicide should not be a problem within high schools or school schools anywhere. Um. And so I'll talk about, and I won't name schools, but there's a school in my area and they have had at most recent years, like one or two suicides per year, over half of their student body has diagnosed like mental illnesses of some sort. And you have to take, you have to sign a waiver for um, AP and honors classes because schools don't want to be like liable for any like mental illness, like developed from their like education. So I just... At my school, and you know, high school, I get, is totally hard. And I just, in my opinion, I, teachers put a lot of pressure on us. We, they need to understand, you know, we are in school and yes, school should be a priority, but a lot of us do other things. I'm in band, kids are doing sports. Like we don't have 24 hours a day or the time after school to completely dedicate to schoolwork. People have to watch over their kids, like their own kids or like their uh, brothers and sisters or like watch over their grandparents, like- uh, that's one thing teachers do need to understand, and that's putting a lot of pressure on us. And also the academic atmosphere, like, oh, I need to go to Harvard and I need to get into these all advanced schools, so I need to do everything. That's putting a lot of pressure on students these days to be perfect and excel at everything, which in turn brings on anxiety and other issues. And again, with the AP classes, honors classes, it's just so in- competitive and it really doesn't need to be you we can you can be successful in high school and have fun without having um like developing a mental illness and you know that's partially part of the school's fault but the school also provides um resources mm-hmm. like i mentioned earlier to help with that
0: and do you think students themselves put too much pressure on themselves cuz you said you you had like 3 AP classes in junior year and then you had four marching bands or four bands
1: yeah, I do. I do think that because I right now I'm even putting a lot of pressure on myself because mm-hmm. I personally want to go to like one of the best music schools and one of the best education um, like academic schools in the nation, Harvard and the New England Conservatory. Mm-hmm. And in today's, um, you know, society, you have to be above and beyond to get into some of these top schools. Just having all A's like in the past now, like even all A's wouldn't, get you into some of these schools so I do like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I see these other kids do just because they want to get into like these schools or like whatever program um and I you know it's also like a mindset I am definitely a perfectionist I'm it's really hard for me to get rid of but if something isn't perfect like I have to redo it one time it was like a few weeks ago, um, I accidentally started like a bullet point on the same line as something else in my notes and I didn't like the way it looked uh-huh. and I looked bad. So I literally started my notes all over. Oh my and God. yeah, <laughs> so I think it's a lot of pressure on ourselves as well. But um, if there's like a way, I wish I like, I'm trying my best, mm-hmm. to limit my perfectionism and just, you know, take a break. But I understand it is really hard for some people, especially for those who want to aim high, who are perfectionists.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, I relate to that a lot because I see what my classmates are doing. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm not doing enough at all. And I think a good way to do it is just, like, not, not look at them, just not care what they're doing, and, like, focus on yourself. I know people say that a lot, but, like, you should do that, you know? Yeah, I, you know, my –
1: eighth, even starting in seventh grade, I was like, I got to get all A's. I got to stay up late. Like even middle school, I don't remember hanging out with friends once like during the school year, I would stay home because, you know, I was like, I got to get good grades because I got to get grade to get into the honors and AP classes in high school. Then once I'm in high school, I need to keep those good grades going so I can get into a good college. And once I'm in a good college, I can get into like a good job, but you need to stop that mindset, live in the present. I, if I could go back, I would, you know, of course keep up my studies in middle school, like middle school grades are important, but they're not the end of the world. So what if you get a B in middle school? You can hang out with friends on the weekdays, like just enjoy your time and same with high school. I needed to stop worrying about what college and like everything my freshman year, you know, I, Mm -hmm. it's my senior year and I'm just starting to actually have fun. And it's, you know, I don't have much time left and especially since COVID happened, you know, just live in the present, stop worrying about like college when you're a freshman. Um, And that will really uh, limit the amount of pressure um, students have
0: on themselves. Yeah. And I remember last year I was a uh, freshman and I was was already worried about college, which makes no sense. And my brother's right now, he's like applying for college and he's doing so many things. And I read his resume and it's a lot of stuff. And I get super stressed out because I'm like, I haven't done anything. And then I just like, I I just get super stressed out whenever I hear about other people applying to college. I mean is from, for you, you don't be worried. One, you have this amazing
1: organization. Vivian is the um, founder and chief, so she's amazing. And, but really you don't need to worry because as long as you're doing things you love and like you're passionate about, like you're fine. Like, so what you're in like, maybe you're on only one or two clubs. Well, maybe you have a leadership role in that club. Maybe you do a lot for that club and you genuinely enjoy it. Like I, most of my high school career, I never actually joined a club or a sports and I've always wanted to, but I always said I was too busy. And a lot of the stuff I did, like, and, and did participate in it's nothing I it's something that I didn't necessarily like mm-hmm. and now this year I'm starting to join um activities like I like now I'm on the varsity scholastic bowl team mm-hmm. I joined a new club called the be the change club in which I'm the treasurer for like um you know you know I understand you gotta worry you gotta do all these extra crickets for college but you don't really need to do too much just really do what you enjoy and make fun like make fun out of your high school and middle school experience because as long as you're having fun that's the main point and as long as you're having fun it will reduce anxiety stress and all of that and you don't need to worry about like
0: having extracurriculars when you're just doing it for fun and your own enjoyment exactly and I was gonna you already touched on the point but doing things you like do you think that helps that helps a lot with reducing these anxiety attacks
1: yeah so I recent I play the clarinet and I decided within the last year that I actually want to major in like clarinet performance and recently I wanted to like major in music education so I just took all these education classes and I was just told by everyone like I should just major in music education um so I again I took all these education classes and I did all this like this stuff for like my future but I, I didn't really enjoy it and I finally decided after interning at a band program for a local middle school that you know I don't enjoy this. I'm, it's not my passion playing clarinet and actually playing for others is, but not teaching. Um, so, you know, it does help because once I stopped teaching and doing all these teaching classes, I remember like I was leaving school third period after second period. And I wouldn't come back until like a few minutes before my fifth period starts. And it was like three or four times a week I was teaching. It was, it took a toll on me and it, you know, Mm -hmm. if I liked it, it probably would have been different, but like it, I did not like it. And, you know, and teaching gave me like panic attacks when it stopped. I was happy again at the end of junior year, even though, you know, we weren't really in school anymore. I, you know, started doing stuff for myself. I found out what I wanted to do with my life. And I, you know, I started my panic attacks or less. I, you know, I'm finally on my right career path. and I'm doing stuff for myself. I don't have that many panic attacks anymore. I can't even remember the last time I cried. And last year I used to cry almost every day. So mm-hmm, you know,
0: yeah,
1: do what you love for yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. And I feel like oftentimes people feel obligated to do something just because like, Everyone tells them to. Um, I played the violin. I think seven years, and I was doing like orchestra for a really long time, and I kind of hated every second of it. But then my mom was like, "You should do orchestra because I've been playing it for a really long time." So I did it for, so I did it for all of like elementary school and all of middle school until I did it last year too, and I hated it, absolutely hated it. I was like sleeping while I was playing my violin, and then I had a talk with my mom, and I, I also felt really anxious whenever I had um orchestra so then I had to talk with my mom and I was like I don't want to do this anymore so now I'm doing something else and like it's a lot better for myself my like mentally and physically I don't have to go through all that ever again so I think it's important to not listen to other people with Mm -hmm. your own choices definitely yeah another thing I want to talk about is how do you think the pandemic has affected your mental health so at the beginning, when it started in,
1: like, I think the last day of school for a majority of people in the United States was March 13th. Yeah. At the beginning, I was, you know, I was so happy. I, my grades mm-hmm. were plummeting by the end of, uh, like, ap- no, April's after March, um, February, mm-hmm. and my grades weren't doing that well. I, my activities kept going up. I still didn't take the SAT yet. I was, I was getting more stressed, and, you know, as junior year ending, I It was getting really tough. So, you know, the first reaction, I was so happy, you know, not having to go to school, uh, just sleep in, because at that time I was also barely getting any sleep. Um, Friday actually, um, my band was supposed to go to nationals and we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be on like a four-day trip. Um, but you know, so it was an exhausting week leading up to that. And, you know, I was so happy. I was like, finally, I get to rest, I get to do what I like. So, you know, for the uh, the beginning, I know a lot of people were struggling, um, but for me at the beginning, I was just, I was just living my life. I was just so I've never been happier than that time, and I know that's a little bit strange for some people. But I'm not exactly the most social person, so being you know sleeping until like three or four and going to bed at one or two and just watching movies all day, it was just perfect for me. But you know, as we started kind of it, we're not back to normal but as things started opening up again and you know summer is okay I miss hanging out with my friends um but yeah you know, I hung out with friends sometimes but you know safely but now that we're back in school like school with the pandemic it's um I've been finding myself struggling a lot. Um like I said I have immediate access to all student services at my school, but I'm not in-person school. So if I have a panic attack or anxiety or just something happens, I have no support system because my parents are working and they can't take time out of their day to, you know, help me. So that was one thing that I really missed because I did have a few panic attacks, not as much as I did, but I didn't really have a support system. And then the other thing is that I'm just, I'm, I've always been a hard worker, again, perfectionist, um, always been a good student, haven't gotten a B yet. But, you know, recently I've had no motivation to do anything. My grades have been plummeting. Um, It's, I've had no motivation and it's really hard to find, you know, ways to do things when you're like stuck inside in, in pandemic. So my grades are not good right now. And you know, sometimes I just like, oh, like why? So that that's how it has taken a toll on me. But you know, I get through it because I've actually started um getting back into my um like schedule. I used to I had a few C's, but now I I'm back to almost all A's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm starting to have like a schedule and a important thing for me was um This may not seem like an accomplishment to most people, but for the first few months of school, I just would sleep through my classes and lay in my bed. But recently I've been, you know, making my bed using a standing desk or going to my actual desk and like staying awake during classes, which has been um, amazing. And um, so that was one improvement for me. And then, you know, just having a schedule is really helpful. Um, I wake up the same time every day, unless I need to get up earlier to do something, like meet with the teacher and, um, you know, just having a schedule, I know, Again, when I was told to make a schedule, it's was like, oh, like I can't keep a consistent schedule. I don't want to do this, but really scheduling helps. And now I just, you know, my grades are better. I'm having time for myself, but I also have time for all my extracurriculars. And sometimes I just wouldn't even have time to like eat a meal. Like I would just like, throw something in the microwave and then leave. But now I'm having time to like, eat with my family um, and even have, like watch TV shows or something at night before I go to bed. And it's, you know, having a schedule is really helpful, especially during these times.
0: Yeah, and I also think it's important to have accomplishments. Like write out your accomplishments every day. I have a little planner where I write literally the smallest thing where I accomplish. I wrote vacuuming on here, which I did already, so I got to cross that off. And I think having this little sense of accomplishment really makes you feel like you did you did a good job today. Like you, even if it's the smallest thing you did, you did live your life today, and I think that's really important. One thing I want to go back to the thing you said before was how you didn't have, you know, when you go to school and in um online school, you don't have a physical support system. So how have you gone through some of your panic attacks without these support? Um I I'm
1: really open with my teachers. Um I most of the teachers I do have this year I've actually had in the past, which is really nice. And I'm just really open about like what I'm struggling with with my teachers so if I am having a panic attack camera goes off um because in my school you have to have your camera on for attendance um oh, yes. and then I will like, message them telling them what's going on so it's usually during tests because I have pretty bad test anxiety um and then I calm myself down I it takes a while sometimes I can't even like function for like in a few hours because it really takes a toll on me I can't breathe sometimes I even um throw up when I have panic attacks um So I let them know what's going on, either in a direct message thing on Zoom or an email. Teachers should, at least my teachers, I don't see why a teacher wouldn't be understanding of all of this, but they uh, just let them know what's going on. They should completely understand, You know, if I need a retake or extension, they should allow that. And then if I'm like struggling and it was just more than like a one-time thing, I'll reach out to um, like my school psychologist and do like a Zoom meeting with
0: him. yeah, that's how I've been dealing with it during, um, remote school. Is there anything that teachers have done that made you feel uncomfortable in class in the past?
1: Um, I do have some really strict teachers who are very, um, like, um, like, if you don't have your camera on, I'm marking you absent and stuff like that. I know. And it's, like, sometimes, like, I don't want to turn my camera off because I don't want to be marked absent, but when Mm -hmm. there's, like, I look like a like I'm in a huge mess mm-hmm. and I have like t- my face is all red and tears showing down like that's <laughs> sometimes like a problem because I don't want people like seeing me like that but um and sometimes teachers um aren't the best with technology so if I direct message them on zoom they may not see it yeah. so I either have to like stay back and they'll have to like see me after class with like mm-hmm. tears streaming down my face but other than that most teachers have been like pretty understanding and helpful
0: How do you think your peers have helped you with your mental illnesses?
1: Um, Well, it's completely different on Zoom since, you know, we're not around people. But when, you know, we were in person, I'm pretty with like my close friends, I'm pretty open about like what I go through. So if they see that I'm struggling or if they some of my friends even know when I'm about to like have a panic attack mm-hmm. um they'll help me right away like they'll tell the teacher they'll like direct me to the nurse or like wherever I need to go and they're they totally support me and um you know I do help my friends a lot like I've been editing their college essays but they know I'm stressed and I'm doing a lot they'll try to help me like find ways to like balance my stuff first and they'll tell like give me advice and they'll be like don't worry about our stuff like you have to put yourself first so mm-hmm. you know having friends that you know know what's going on or completely understanding is really helpful
0: yeah yeah um, and because of the pandemic, you're probably going to have to contact your friends through some sort of social media or like online. Do you think do you think the social media is more helpful towards connecting people or is it negative in the way that it makes you feel it makes you feel stressed or insecure? I would much rather like do things in person. Again,
1: it's much easier for like um older students because I you know I already have friends I've been in high school for like three and a half years now so I already have people to contact but for younger people like freshmen going to an entire new school with like no friends like I can't imagine like trying to be open with someone about like what you're going through to like someone you probably haven't even met in person
0: mm-hmm. or have
1: like barely any connection with um but you know sometimes it'd be like um like, beneficial because, you know, sometimes I wouldn't want people to see me in, uh, like, my most vulnerable state, uh, but sometimes it's, like, really helpful to get, like, in-person, like, connections when you're going through something like a panic or an anxiety attack.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you think these social, how how can it be bad for one's mental health? Um, I, mm.
1: <laughs> like, on, like, Snapchat, and Instagram, people, Um, We'll post like hanging out with um, like friends and like doing stuff. And sometimes I, part of my like depression was like, I just thought the world was against me. I thought like, no one wanted to hang out with me. No one liked me. So when I saw people hanging out with me, I just got so upset. I just assumed people didn't like me. And like seeing that like your own friends like didn't invite you to something that is just extremely hurtful. And like seeing all these people doing things without you like through social media, that is just, I know that's really like painful
0: um yeah yeah I I know how it feels like um do you think having a support system or friends at school is more important than at home yeah so
1: I mean obviously it's very important to have like a support system with your parents because your parents are you know like in control of you basically kind Mm -hmm. of Um, so it's important that they know what they're on and like parents like have wisdom but it's also important for like people your age and like friends because your friends um are your age they obviously know what it's like to be a high school student unlike your parents who haven't been in high school 40 50 years so they know what it's actually like to be you know super busy doing AP and honors classes doing all these extracurriculars and they um and trying to balance like a social life with all that so they're really helpful when it comes to you know like trying to figure out how to balance it and how to like um Just um, maintain um, like your grades and just, you know, keep a calm state of mind. So that's why I think it's, I think in the end, it probably is more important to have like a support system of peers and friends. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you have any tips for balancing your social life and your academic life?
1: Yeah. So in the past, like three years of my high school experience, I didn't really have a social life. Mm -hmm. I refuse, I still refuse to hang out with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't like to hang out with friends I but um, I now make sure that I hang out with friends at least once a week. And I usually hang out with friends Friday and Saturday. So instead of dedicating like your entire time to doing homework and stuff on the weekend, you'll get your homework done, you'll be fine just take some time to do home um, homework on Sunday nights, maybe get up a little earlier on Sunday, but I like hanging out with friends Friday and Saturday. Um, I actually have a no homework policy on Friday. I don't do homework on Fridays and I make sure I hang out with friends at least on Friday and usually Saturday too, but at least at most, I make sure I hang out with someone on Friday. So that's how I like to maintain my social life. If I do hang out with someone during the week, which is usually pretty rare, we'll meet like a coffee shop or that's kind of hard right now because I'm near Chicago and cases are rising again but we'll like I'll meet like a friend or two at my house and we'll just do homework together it's even nice once in a while even if you're not like doing something active like playing mini golf or like getting something to eat just like doing homework with your friend like that's that's a social like um interaction and it's just like even something like that is just really beneficial Do you ever
0: feel like you're obligated to hang out with other people even when you want to be alone?
1: Yeah, so I actually ran into this problem like a month ago around. I was really struggling because I had a bunch of applications to do and I was really behind on homework. And I really, you know, I made plans like a week before, and I really wanted to hang out with the person I made plans with, but I was like, I don't know if I should do this. I am not really in the mood to hang out with someone. I have so much homework to do. I just Mm -hmm. don't think I should do this anymore, and I told my um, psychologist that because I had an appointment with her, and she said, like, you'll get your homework done. You'll I think you should hang out, so I ended up, you know, hanging out with my friend, and I hung out with her until, like, well, it was a few people I was hanging out with, but I think I ended up, like, hanging out till like 1130 or 12 at like midnight and you know I don't regret that at all I mean I did get a little behind on homework but I eventually got caught up and I don't regret it. I was having fun and I I want to make sure I'm having fun so you know sometimes if you're like oh I want to be by myself i have too much homework you'll, you'll get it done like really just take time for yourself and have fun
0: yeah sometimes like I don't I just want to be alone like I I really do enjoy my own company a lot of times but then I feel like I shouldn't be alone so much but also, I do want to be alone, so I'm kind of conflicted by myself. And then, if you do want to be alone, you know, maybe just you
1: know, listen to music. I love uh, listening to like I have this playlist. I you whenever know, I'm alone, I love listening to those songs, or just like put on Netflix or something as background noises, just to you know, escape like your own thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your What's your favorite way to just relax and escape? Um, ooh,
1: that's a really I. I'm a big music fan. I really, like, I love all types of genres. I could learn, let's see how many songs I actually have in my phone. <laughs> I have too much. Um. Oh my gosh. I have, oh, it won't even tell me. That's, I think I have over a thousand songs on my phone. And wow. I I love musical theater, classical, mm-hmm. pop, R&B. I like all types of music. And so I just, you know, into my headphones i'll either you know be doing homework while like listening music or just like chilling in my bed listening music and just like listening to all those genres and everything it just like really calms me down you know you're mm-hmm. not actively doing something you're just listening and it's just i i love it so just like making a playlist of like all your favorite songs that's what i literally just did a few days ago mm-hmm. um and i just i found myself being like more calm and a better state of mind i'm actually more productive even when i'm listening to that playlist and like doing homework
0: And it's so cool how you're pursuing a career in music and you love it so much. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, back to the topic on mental health. If there's anything you wish people could have done more, like before you were diagnosed, what would it be? Yeah.
1: So, again, I wasn't diagnosed until junior year. But people, you know, you got to understand you can't say things like go kill yourself. Like. Mm you don't know who's suffering from what, and that could be really damaging, and people would say that as, like, a joke in eighth grade and freshman year, but I didn't find that funny, and sometimes it would just bring me down even more, and Mm -hmm. so you just gotta be careful, like, things you say, Um, and sometimes people would, like, laugh at your problems or make fun of you in, like, a joking way, but I don't, like, some people don't take that as a joke, like, some take is offensive. So you really just got, you know, you never know what's going on in someone's life. And you you just got to be careful about like actions and everything you say.
0: Do you think um, other people have gotten more considerate with that throughout as you grow up?
1: Yeah, definitely. As like, I go on social media like when I was a freshman eighth grade mental health wasn't really talked about I didn't know anyone who suffered from like any mental health issues but now it's like it's being talked about as more people get it but it's also like people are more understanding of it now so people like I haven't heard someone say like go kill yourself in like probably since freshman year people are being more understanding Mm -hmm. um which is you know thankful social media and like breaking the stigma so
0: yeah do you think there it can the what can be broken even more in, in what ways?
1: I, yeah, so I keep like, like saying through social media, just promoting more understanding. Um, Be open with people. Like if someone does say like, go kill yourself, be like, hey, I'm actually diagnosed with blah, 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 blah. Please don't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings down uh, my improvement with like my mental health. Yeah, be open. But also people are just being more understanding because mental health is becoming more and more common.
0: Mm hmm. Is there like, a? do you think there's something in the world that's making it so common or is it just because people are getting, are being more open about it?
1: Um, I think both. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, I think again, you know, competitive society got to get into these, like, it's hard to get a job these days. It's hard to get into these really good colleges. You have to like stick out in your high school class. So that's one thing. Uh, But also like, it wasn't really talked about in the past and a lot of like um, cultures, like shun like the um talking about like mental health but now like it's becoming a more um talked about topic and again with like the um the society we live in it's becoming more of an issue as well but since it's becoming more of an issue and more people are developing it um that's what's like causing it to be more talked
0: about and more um understood what's one what's one big misconception about anxiety or depression that you really, really want to debunk or tell everyone about? I like talk to some friends and most, again, most of my friends,
1: you know, know I have suffer from like these types of things, but mm-hmm. then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous for a test. I had an anxiety tag or I'll be, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I have, I have panic, like um, panic attacks too. Like I have panic disorder. And like, just because like you were scared for a test or like, you know, did something doesn't really mean you have like a mental illness. Like you do have to be diagnosed just because you're sad once over like something happening to you doesn't mean you're depressed. Um, yeah. So, you know, you need to take in consideration like people who actually are suffering from stuff like that. Cause you know, saying like to them, when I hear someone say, oh yeah, I have a too you you're kind of just degrading like what I was yeah, actually exactly. diagnosed with. And it makes me feel like, oh, like. What I have isn't important and you don't actually care for it.
0: Yeah, I remember in eighth grade, the word depressed was thrown all around the hallways. Like whenever they shed one tear, like, oh, my God, I'm so depressed. And I think that kind of just kind of diminished. It kind of diminished the meaning behind depression and like how much people suffer from depression, because it's not just being sad once. It's actually you're sad all the time. Also, I've always had this question, but how does the anxiety attack feel like? Um. It's more of like panic attacks for me.
1: And like, oh, like, my most of my panic attacks either come from like music, like, oh, I'm not prepared. Oh, I like blah, blah, blah. Or like tests, I didn't do well. Or like, I don't know what to answer a question. And like, imagine being like, um, oh, like, just like running, like, constantly running from like something chasing you, but like, it doesn't stop. Like it will constantly be chasing you and you're like wow. constantly scared. So like when I have these attacks, I can't breathe again. I like throw up most of the time, um, like tears, like I don't stop crying. And again, I, I can't breathe. I'm like um, hyperventilating and that that's what it feels like. And you know, when people say, yeah, I was like crying. as was like, no, like I like I throw up, I can't breathe. And it's like, it, it's like, I can't even function after I have one of them. So it's mm-hmm. just like constantly being chased by like a bear
0: or something. Oh my God. How do you go back to doing whatever you're doing after one of those panic attacks?
1: It is really difficult,
0: especially when I'm in
1: school and I'm required to like go back to class or whatnot. It is really difficult to focus. But when I do have the chance, you know, I don't have to go back to class. I, you know, I stop whatever I'm doing. Even if I, you know, have to get it done, I'll stop. Sometimes I'll even just go to bed and worry about in the morning, but, you know, take a break watch TV, listen to music. Um, I don't like to do anything. You know, if I was crying about AP psych homework and had a panic attack about that, I would not go back to my AP psych homework. Mm -hmm. Um, Just take a break, relax. Um, If you go back to whatever thing you're stressed about, academic wise, music wise, whatever, that will make it even worse. So you just need to prioritize yourself and do what's best for you after these attack uh, like panic Mm -hmm. attacks. And you know, it takes time, but sometimes that's what you need. Like I, I need, like, if I don't go to bed, I'll need like an hour or two or even, and it's school. It's really hard to like focus and go back to class right after it happens. So sometimes I'll just like sit in the psychologist's office until like I'm ready and mentally ready to
0: like start learning again. Are your teachers accepting of you like taking a break right after and not like going back to class? Yeah. So, um,
1: like, I do have a 504, which requires, like, if by law, that teachers do have to be, like, accepting. Uh-huh. Uh, again, if you're open with teachers, they should understand, like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. Like, I get it if you're zoning out, not paying attention, if you need a break. Like, as long as you're open with teachers and they know exactly why. And, um, like, not just being like, oh, can I, like, go wander the halls? Like, they're going to be no. If you tell them, hey, I just had a panic attack, just got back from the psychologist I'm office, I'm really having a hard time focused, can I just maybe walk around and get a drink? yeah that's Mm -hmm. perfect but just saying hey Kylie go walk around teachers aren't gonna like you You just really need to be open and honest which Mm -hmm. will allow teachers to be accepting
0: are there anything that triggers these attacks or are they kind of just random um a lot of
1: them are just random but again like it's mostly academic since I'm such like um try hard I guess as people Mm -hmm. say like Perfectionist. Like I get upset when I get a 90. Um, that's how bad it is. I don't like when I get B's, um, anything lower than 90 I get really upset about so it's like you know me seeing a bad grade, or if I'm really worried about a test or if I don't see like, if I don't know how to do like some questions on the test or for like music um i'm not getting a passage right i have like a lesson audition the next day and i still don't sound good stuff like that is what triggers it for me it's like again mostly academics since i'm such a perfectionist um mm-hmm. but for other people it's probably like other issues
0: so academics is like a huge part of of your um it's- mental illness right
1: yeah i know ne- i never you know in middle school i've always got today's but you know that wasn't like i tried super duper hard like I did my work I'd stay up later but in my freshman year I you know it was my first semester getting all A's and then I was like oh well I got all A's then I have to do it again so I did again second semester and then both semesters my sophomore year and then I got my first B junior year but eventually got rounded back to an A um because it's a really hard class so if you like average it and you get an A but like some like it averages to over 90 and like that would that was not a good day that was like horrible but um
0: Do you think this pressure is more from yourself or like from your parents? I do
1: do think it's a lot for myself. I just, it's just who I am. I'm just like a perfectionist. Like I, since I have always like, I got to keep doing it since I'm going, I'm applying to Harvard since I'm applying to Brown, Mm -hmm. like Vanderbilt Duke. Like I need to do it. My parents aren't, they're like, no, you don't need to do all this stuff. Like my, my mom went to Michigan, but they're not like, you got to do all of it. So it is really
0: mostly me. So does your mom ever tell you like, just don't do this work, like it's too much for you. Yeah. I recently started like uh tutoring
1: a few kids on the side. And mm-hmm. I tutor probably one, two, three, like six, eight hours a week. And then I okay. also like have all my or- like orchestra, band rehearsal and all that. And my parents are just like, no, don't do it. And I was like, no, I have to. So like stuff like that. They really <laughs> most of the time they get
0: upset when I choose to do more things. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one thing that, that has helped you the the most with your mental disorders
1: um you know again just taking time for myself doing what I enjoy you know sometimes you know you have an assignment due tomorrow okay like just take a break mm-hmm. take time for yourself and then go back to the assignment later um and then sleep um sleep I, yeah junior sophomore year I would get no sleep I was just like eh. I was like sleeping through class I would like depend on like energy drinks. But this year, like if I'm tired, I'm going to bed. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I, I need my sleep. I'm making sure I get eight or nine hours a night or at least seven. And like, but like that's compared to a lot to what I got last year. I remember last year, there's like a day where I got like three hours between like two days of sleep. And, you know, just, I, I know people are like, "Ah, I don't need sleep. No, like it really is. It makes me such, such better mood, like ready to do like work for the day. It makes me more productive and Just makes me happier. When you when you have sleep, you're just such an overall happier person instead of like groggy and cranky.
0: Yeah. I know you said you have a therapist and you have a psychologist at school. Do you find it easier to talk to them than than to talk with people you're really close to, like your friends or family? Yeah, I don't know, I just, like, um, I have a good relationship with, like, both my school
1: psychologist and, like, the one outside of school, and I don't know, they, I mean, of course, they're, like, trained professionals, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, like, having them and, like, getting them, like, advice to me and stuff, is just really helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what has your friends, or how has your support system, like, your, your friends supported you, your peer support system? Um... So I think I mentioned this earlier, but like, if they
1: see I'm struggling, you know, they won't ask me to do things for them anymore. I'm like a big helper person. Like I was writing my common app essay and it's a personal statement like about you, but I I rarely mentioned myself. I'm not a big person who like does things for myself. I like do things for other people. So like, I'll edit their essays. Um, I feel like a college counselor now because everyone is sending me their essays to look at. And like, I'm setting up like FaceTime calls with people to help them brainstorm ideas. But you know, when they see I'm struggling, they'll be like, relax you know don't you do that and they'll like help me and like come up with like a plan and be like you know know, they'll they'll give me really good advice and that's why I love about like my
0: support system of friends do you think this college app whole thing has peaked your stress level yeah college apps are definitely
1: very very stressful with all those essays you have to write and making sure it's perfect so you like stand out um so that has definitely caused like a bunch of stress because now I have like four essays to write for a scholarship application due tomorrow and then like all yeah. these I'll essays right and so far I've been writing almost every essay the day of like the application when it was due
0: uh-huh. and,
1: Like as I start applying to like these harder schools like I actually to spend time writing these essays you know t- writing essays takes time and I don't have a lot of time and just making sure they're like perfect and just like really stressful because like this is my future if I don't get into a good school like especially for what i, what I want to do which is you know clarinet and public policy like i really need to go to like one of these good schools so mm-hmm. if i don't get in like yeah so that's why it's like a additional stressor
0: you ever like think keep stressing about these stuff even when you're trying to relax yeah i'm like i have my phone is also
1: like my work phone i guess so i have like different um like tabs and stuff for like stuff and i'm like i'm I don't even know how many times I check my email per day. I check it probably like over ten. Like I'm addicted to checking my email, Google Sheets, which is like have the sign up forms for like all the organizations I do, and like Twitter uh, for the organizations. I also run like the Twitter and like social media accounts for um, my school NHS, and like I'm just like addicted. So uh, like checking all like that stuff, which is like kind of a stressor as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've been trying to tell myself, like, delete your, not my Gmail, because, like, Gmail is important, but, like, delete my, like, work Gmail account on my phone, delete, um, like, Google Sheets, Google Docs, all that stuff, and just keep it on your computer. Because if you're always with your phone, but you're never always with your computer. Mm -hmm. And so, if you only keep it on your computer, like, that will make you sure, like, you're only doing work when you're, like, actually supposed to be working. Um, So, that's what I've been trying to do. It's just really hard. Because I love to check my email and my spreadsheet, which I know is horrible. But yeah, that's one tip that you you the listener should follow, and so I should also follow. Start following.
0: Yeah, so it's really important to like compartmentalize your work in separate separate school work, whatnot, from your personal life. Yeah, exactly. But I, I always find myself making those together. I could be watching my Netflix. I'm like, oh, I could probably use that in this essay I'm writing for my L.A. assignment. And I don't really know how to not do that. Yeah, it's it's something that everyone needs to work on. Because I'll be
1: like playing clarinet sometimes while watching like a Netflix show. Like, you just get, you know, multitasking is good. But, you know, you really shouldn't be like working on like something important while also like trying to like watch Netflix. Just take time for yourself. Like make... Whatever time you're using for yourself, make it for you. Don't add anything additional. Like, Don't add any more stress when you're already trying to take a break.
0: Thank you so much for talking with me. No problem. I love being here. As always, check out our website at neonarrators.org for information on being a guest for this podcast. You can also contact us through our email neonarrators at gmail.com or follow us on our Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.